Welcome to Our Story, the podcast. Every month, Pastor Mark from Harmony Toluca Lake sits down with a guest to discuss their journey of faith from an inclusive, affirming point of view. These personal stories are part of a colorful tapestry of individual life experiences that transcend the boundaries of church by connecting us all together, collectively, through faith, hope, and love. This is Our Story. Hey, everyone. Pastor Mark here with Harmony Toluca Lake. And this is an affirming faith community and the second campus of Hollywood United Methodist Church. And I have the joy of being with Joy Min, uh, one of Harmony's members here and the Toluca Lake campus. And we are having an Our Story conversation that is now on the podcast. And Joy, it is, well, it's always great to be hanging out with you. And uh, so how are you today? Good. Happy to be here. Thank you. And how are you, Pastor Mark? Hey, I live in paradise. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so, got an opening question for you. Let's see where this goes. So, uh, I love to binge watch whenever I have time. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, wherever it may be. Is there a show that you've recently watched that you could recommend to me to watch? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, one that I really enjoyed and that was very different from other series I've watched is Beef. And I know being Asian American, it's like, well, yeah, but it's actually like really, really good. And so far we've had, I mean, just the representation in the media has been amazing. And um, Beef, I just want to highlight, it focuses on like Los Angeles and Orange County, which is like where we are. And it's it's so crazy because like um, Stephen Yoon, like the, there's like a lot of scenes where he's in a, Uh, in a church and it's like a small Korean immigrant church and it's like one that I grew up in and and like when I watch those scenes it's like like just the memories like Mm. flooding back and just the connection I have with it I'm just like whoa so if you wanted to like like see for yourself like what it was like for a lot of us growing up like highly recommend perfect thank you for the recommendation (laughs) adding it onto the my list right so i can't wait so you have a phenomenal family so uh husband two children what what are the ages now wesley is five and a half and eleanor just turned four yes eleanor had a great birthday trip uh just a couple of weeks ago so outside of the family because i know the family brings you much joy but outside the family what brings you joy Mm. My career choice brings me joy. So I am an educator teacher. I was a high school math teacher for many years. Uh, I still consider myself one, but I'm taking on a new position with a program called Intro to Data Science. And so just all of that math, data science, um, helping students become problem solvers, critical thinkers, like that excites me, brings me lots of joy when students have aha moments or just being able to like connect with them on a deeper level, like all of that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Lots of things bring me joy. Um, <laughs> even just like hobbies. I love to hike. I love being outdoors, the beach, the mountains, camping. Little things bring me joy all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a, it seems like that would be a key element for, in a way, of happiness, right? Is finding the little things. It doesn't have to be a big thing, does it? Not at all. Um, it's funny because my name is Joy, and mm-hmm. I feel like, I actually do embody that, (laughs) that my mom had aptly named me Joy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's a way of looking and uh, looking at God and living our lives that it doesn't have to be some grand, massive thing that has uh, popped up, right? Mm-hmm. And it usually is in those quiet, small moments where I'm able to like thank God for those things. Sometimes when it's like too much emotion, you forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's in those quiet moments. So how long, um, how long have you been married? Uh, since 2015. I just lose track. Is this eight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no yes. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight. years. <laughs> Wow, nice. So uh, how did how did you and Peter meet? Uh, we met through eHarmony. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, before all those other apps were in play. I, I was in a on-again, off-again relationship for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I was like in my late 20s. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to meet anyone. Because I was like at school for like 12 hours a day. And then I was at church like… And then our church was really small. And I was like, I'm not going to date anyone in here. So I was like, internet is the only way to go. So I joined. I signed up for a three-month membership. I only had to uh, use it for a month before (laughs) I found Peter. Yeah. Hey. Well, and Peter found you too. Yes. Yes. So uh, that's… I love it. I love love stories like this. It's a great connection. Well, you mentioned earlier about your mother, not Sandy, right? I love Sandy. Sandy is a phenomenal human being. She brings such energy to the church. And the energy that she brings mm-hmm. to the church is she comes in early and prays. It's like she's setting the tone for the entire morning. That's very impressive. How was it being raised by such a, a, an awesome mother? How, what, what was that like? And, and, and also like the church experience, the faith journey that you had. Yeah, for sure. Ugh, every time I, I talk about my mom, I you know, not get too emotional. So, um, well, since this is for a podcast, and for those who don't know, um, my mom was a single mother since I was four. Our father left us for another woman, made his own family. I never saw him again until a random time in high school when we randomly bumped into him. Um, but other than that, it was only my mom, me, and my little brother, uh, Justin, who's two years younger than me. And so just the three of us, um, and she had to, you know, survive and bend for us. So my brother and I both like see her almost like a saint. (laughs) We know that she has her faults and stuff, but I think just how much she had to sacrifice and give up herself. Like she even, she like never brought a man home. Hmm. It's, you know, like people date and stuff, but she like, I don't even know if she ever, oh, I did ask her, like, did you date? And she says she did, but like she never brought a man home. It was just sometimes she'd come home late at night, but it was very rare moments. Mm. It was always like for us, she would work different kinds of jobs to sustain us. Mm -hmm. And I just remember her never missing a parent conference, a concert, a recital, like she never missed, which is amazing because for me, like I have a partner and it's hard. Like there are times when I can't even make it to my kids' things. And um, and there's two of us, luckily one of us can make it, but I'm just like, she was by herself, you know? So we're just always in awe of like how she did that. She was always very open. Like you were talking about how um, you grew up like with the perfectionist household. It's interesting because with a lot of Asian cultures, the stereotype is like tiger mom and stuff, but she wasn't mm. actually. 
I did get straight A's, but that's only because I put it on myself. My brother was like a C average student, <laughs> barely graduated high school. But I, I don't know. That was just like on me. Although I rarely heard her say like, I'm proud of you or things like that. So I, I do think a lot of my hunger for verbal affirmation mm. <laughs> probably comes from that. But I feel like she gave us a very loving home. She was like, I never had that teenage rebellious stage either. I was always able to like tell my mom like everything. We're always really close. Our, our relationship kind of evolved over the years, like her becoming. So she was kind of more stoic, loving, but stoic. Um, but then once I graduated high school, she became silly. And it was mind boggling because then she started, she would laugh and we're like, what? Like, yeah, like she started becoming or allowing herself to be herself as my brother and I grew into adulthood. And then for church, like, I think we're fourth generation, United Methodist Church. And so church has always just been a huge part of our lives since birth. My mom, we went to church every Sunday. She was always super involved. That too, right? Single mother, but she's like involved. She's like, you know, you, what is it? Like the UMW, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. she's involved with that. President of, I don't know, the women's. And then she's like in choir and Sunday school teacher and everything. So we, it was definitely instilled in us how important going to churches and being Christian. And I feel like she definitely was a model of that. She would share with us like prayers she had. And there were moments where I, I saw it too. There was one time when my brother was really sick. And this is, I was like maybe in kindergarten or first grade. But I, I recall my brother in bed because um, he was just like super sick. I don't know how, like what it was. But I remember her just over him, just like crying, but praying, right? Mm. Like praying and crying. And um, yeah, I just have like these images um, of her. And just, she would always tell these stories too. Like um, there was one in particular, I think it might've been like a few weeks or months after my dad left. And she said, we were driving. My brother and I were both in the back seat. And all of a sudden she saw like this bright light shine into her face. And she's like, oh, I can't drive. Because then she started streaming tears. Mm -hmm. So she had to pull over. And um, she said it was like a moment where she felt God say like, you're going to be okay. And then she was just like falling. And I'm like, oh, I always get emotional. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, when she shares stories like that, like we understand like how close she is with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So I know for me, like, it's always like, I feel like I'm not at the level that she's at. And I feel like even though we grew up with a single mother, I feel like I had a pretty easy life. It's funny because my mom makes comments like that too. She's like, your life has been easy. Like by the time I was your age, you know, and then I was like, I know mom. <laughs> but you know how people say like, why, do, why does God allow bad things happen to good people kind of stuff? Like, I think I do believe that God doesn't allow anything more than you can handle. It sucks, but to grow in love, to grow empathy, it's hard to do that. Like if you haven't gone through trials mm. and tribulations, then I, I do wonder like my mom is a deeper, complex, like loving human because… She went through those things and 
for me, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'm less so because I haven't struggled as much. <laughs> uh, there are times when I do reflect on those things and wonder because for me, I do have to be more mindful and in- intentional to do those things. Whereas for her, I feel like it comes more naturally because of what she has experienced. Well, it's each of us are different and each of us have a different faith journey. And so what you have to do is live into the uniqueness and gift of you, right? But what a great example your mother is. And not only for you, but for all of us. Uh, she sets a tone. You mentioned uh, uh, Jesus. And so I'm, I'm wondering, I want you to sort of picture in your mind Jesus. And what does Jesus look like to you? How would you describe Jesus? Oh, for sure. I know that. And like, you might not say badass. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. I imagine someone who is very loving, but also very strong, because I know he would be like social justice oriented, but in a way that's very approachable. For those who are kind of like on the right side of justice, won't feel judgment when you're like with him, mm-hmm. that you'd feel like, He's just known you your whole life and know you deeply. So I feel like some people might find that intimidating. I know for me, I tend to be an open book. So with me, I feel like I would feel pretty comfortable with him. He'd be a leader, but just like, you just want to be able to like talk with him all night. Mm -hmm. I would want to listen to him. He would have so much wisdom, but say it in a way that is, um, that I would understand, that all of us would understand. Mm -hmm. He would be out there for all of our service projects, (laughs) like with the homeless, with any community that's like being oppressed. I know he would be standing right with us. Yeah. Well, how is your understanding? So through your faith journey and through the years of your life, how has your understanding of God changed? I know for me, like growing up without a father, God was always father. So he, he was always like, I felt like he was my protector, someone I could go to. Cause for me too, like I haven't had Well, I I feel like I had actual moments. Um, Like I was at a retreat once where someone was praying over me and was saying like that God sees you and that he named you joy for a reason and all of this and like just kind of like prophesizing. And then like I I just like broke down crying. Um, So I feel like it's like that. Like God is like always affirming me, Mm -hmm. like always validating me that I'm good enough. I think the only change now is like, I'm like, okay, God is not necessarily a, a father. <laughs> uh, God can be mother as well. But I guess for me, because I had such a strong mother, that God was always just father. <laughs> but yeah, uh, God hasn't really changed much for me. Mm-hmm. I think I feel very lucky in that. Yeah, just yeah. from an understanding point, though, it's like also you had the concept of God as father, and now it's like God, God is mother. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, there's, why label God? I feel very fortunate that I never felt like God was judge Mm, and that mm. God sees all the bad things you do. Like, I never felt that. And when I think about it, I'm like, why didn't I feel that? And I think it actually might be because I was the Sunday school teacher of our small immigrant church since ninth grade. Mm. So since ninth grade, I didn't have a shepherd. I was the shepherd. (laughs) Can you imagine a 14-year-old? So it was just like me reading the Bible and interpreting. It was probably not the best thing. But I think it did shield me because I know in those like 
that's like the 90s, peak purity culture mm. at other churches. And I remember like my friends at their churches, like they were like destroying their CDs and stuff, right? Like you need to let go of your pagan ways and things like that. And I was like, I'm not breaking up my CDs, <laughs> you know, but I didn't have like a youth pastor or something that told us like, that's what you're supposed to do, which I'm like grateful for. Because I think that made it so that I didn't have to unpack those things later in life, mm -hmm. which I know a lot of my friends did have to unpack a lot. Yeah, I don't know. There's like good and bad to these experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, have you seen your relationship with God change in, in a way differently now that you are a mother? I think something that's different is I'm definitely, sometimes I wonder if I've become too comfortable with just, I know God just kind of being there. Because I, I feel like I was much more intentional, like, in my college years. Well, in college, I joined a Christian club where then I did have pastors. And then we had accountability partners or small groups and things like that. So I feel like I did intentional things more. You know, read the Bible, pray, like the disciplines, right? Which I feel like I need to get back to. But I feel like God's just always, like, in the, in the background, always watching over us. I, I kind of struggle with that now. Mm. Right? Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like how much of it is like performative mm. or kind of like you're supposed to do these things as a Christian and how much of it is like what does it really mean to like be in relationship with God and Jesus? What does that even look like these days? Because I'm in these Facebook groups as well, like progressive Asian American Christians, like things like that. And when I hear people's stories, I'm like, oh yeah, like I resonate with that. Like these disciplines that we were kind of like drilled almost it's like where are we now with that like knowing like who god is and just with god's grace where does that leave us well it's easy to be comfortable with god but it's also easy to just say hey everything's good yeah that's why i'm like i'll talk to god just on my drive like my eyes aren't closed and stuff you know like don't things have are, to be yeah that's why i feel like things are kind of more flexible but I also don't want to become complacent. Yes, because yeah. it really is easy to become complacent. Yeah. Well, as you, you've heard me speak about uh, gratitude, and, and I'm not closing my eyes on a gratitude walk. You know, I just walk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and the entire time I'm giving thanks for the day and all the things that occurred, right? That's, that's a form of meditation and prayer, mm -hmm. right? So... I, it's just, it is important though that we figure out and set aside times for that connection. Because if we don't have that connection. Right. Yeah. It could just become just in the background and not like intentional. Right. Yeah. Like even people, like just because Peter's there all the time doesn't mean we're close. Like we, we still need that time to like talk and bond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe God yearns for that from us. Right. And to be with us. Uh, we're talking about faith and your faith journey. And, and this also now includes Peter as well. Do you share your faith with Wesley and Nori? I, we, we try. Like we pray before we eat. A lot of it comes from them, actually, because they, they went to a Christian preschool. So they learned. They have a song before we eat, right? Like a prayer song. I think just us choosing for them to go and then like being at harmony I do feel like they're like surrounded mm -hmm. by it right mm -hmm. like it's just like it's just part of our life but that too like not becoming complacent but make things more intentional I, I know they ask me to pray sometimes they'll be like mom can you or they, they say oh, ma. 
oh my, can you pray today? And I'm okay. Because <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think they're curious like what it sounds like what it sounds like from different people. Mm-hmm. I think they're curious. So then I I acquiesce for sure. Like when they ask for those things. Well that's that's also a phenomenal way to to learn how to pray is because you have different people praying. It's like your mother prays differently than you do, than Peter does, mm-hmm. than I do, right? And it's like how interesting that they can uh, receive that and uh, and also work it through their minds. Right. Yeah. They definitely have that curiosity and being able to see all the diversity. Yeah. yeah. They are seeing those patterns. Right. And- because they're definitely seeing us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... Um, you mentioned Harmony Kids, and of course we have the children's moments that happen during worship service. Um, are you excited about the children's programming that's been going on here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Um, <laughs> I always, when y'all announced that you're going to be doing Harmony Kids, I was like, oh, they, they heard my Google form. Or I don't know what, it, y'all sent a survey once, mm. and I remember putting down for like a bunch of questions, like children's ministry, children's ministry, what do you need? Children's ministry, what more? Should? Children's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew that it would be hard to stay if there wasn't one for them. Because it's like, how do we, it, it, it's hard like in, a, in an adult setting, right? Like they do need programming that's tailored to them. So right. we're so grateful that y'all took up that torch and created this beautiful space for them. Right. And that sort of was a silver lining of the pandemic, right? Because the pandemic, suddenly we had this break, although we were still Zooming, but it allowed us to create and prepare for the children's programming. So what, uh, let's, let's, take, let's take a step back. When you and Peter decided to come to Harmony, what brought you here? Uh, it was a Google search because I was looking for, I was definitely looking for an inclusive and affirming church. It was very, even though like I'm, like heterosexual and stuff, but it was still important to me that the church loved on everyone and that they also affirmed that this is how God created you to be. It's not a sin because I believe God is all loving and that God doesn't make mistakes like that, especially for his or for God's creation that he loves so much, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I did a Google search, for sure, we checked out Hollywood UMC. We've been but I know uh, Peter wanted a bit more of a contemporary worship. And so I think it was through the Hollywood UMC website. And yeah, like we loved the worship. We loved the message. We loved what y'all stand for. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Well, thank you for being on the journey with us during this time frame. But then I guess through that, then you invited your mother. Yes, because she was going to... Um, you know, like Korean United Methodist churches. But I think once we started like having kids and then I, I think she is always th- thinks of church as like a family thing. Like like she wants family to be together at a church, like not going to like separate churches. Mm-hmm. And so for her, even though there's a slight language barrier, it, it's more important for her that like we're all together as a faith community. And she loved the vibe too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think she's also, we've given a lot to the church over the years, like just um, of our service and mm-hmm. our time mm-hmm. that I think both of us kind of needed a break as well. So I'm actually very grateful just how y'all set up the volunteer. You make sure that no one's burnt out. You know, mm-hmm. everyone it like rotates and I, I, I love that because it keeps us sustained 
keeps us engaged, right? So yeah, we're grateful. For I love the aspect when you're talking about family, a family dynamic, because, you know, again, I, I'm bragging about your, your mother, but Sandy shows up to church even when you and Peter and the kids aren't here. Oh, yeah. Because she feels like this is a family. And this is her church now. And her church. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is definitely her church. Yeah. She does not mess around. <laughs> no, she she won't miss just because we're missing. Like, no, she's going to come. To right? Yeah, she's always like, why are you all missing church so much? <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's so funny. Uh, well, she's she is definitely bedrock. If if uh, a couple came to you that's Christian and they were seeking some kind of advice about how do I deepen my relationship with God or uh, with each other, what kind of advice or guidance might you give them? And I mean, you're not a counselor, but it's just you know they're just coming to you and saying, Joy, what 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 advice can you give me? I mean, I think the basic is to find a church community. Mm -hmm. Because that's where conversations can start too. Like just what we talk about in the message. Like on our drive home, we might like talk about certain points. That's very helpful, you know? Because like if you were just like on your own, I guess you could read a book together or something. But it's harder to be in a way disciplined about it. And so, yeah, number one would be like find a church community that you both love and that you can serve at. And then from there, I think it grows organically depending on like how much the two of you decide to be a part of that church community because then there's something to talk about. Right. Well, I think too, what you're sharing is important even for single people to remember, don't be alone mm -hmm. and find someone within the community to be able to have the conversation with. Because again, that conversation only helps you grow. Right. And I think it's so important to be able to have a space where you could ask questions and you've got experts who can like help answer them and um, help you on your faith's journey. But I think it's helpful if you find a place where you really um, connect with the vision and the mission and the beliefs. Well, it can be church. really hard, can't it? Especially from an affirming inclusive, because that's what you that's specifically rare. look, right? Yeah, so it was on, hard. Because if you're doing a Google search or some other kind of search, you may be getting a more slanted the mega churches that could probably pay for the ads uh -huh. to be higher up on the Google search, I'm sure. Right. Um, but when you type in inclusive affirming, it kind of weeds out some of those. Right. But, but then the, some people don't know like the terms. Right. Well, and yeah. uh, but also just it's the it's not only the messaging. It's like what's that word going out? Because I feel like sometimes, and I don't know if you've come across this, churches that are affirming or inclusive sometimes may sort of hide that fact. It was hard. I do recall going through church websites and clicking on like our beliefs. Our, like, And I would read through to try to read between the lines and like see that. And you're right. It, it was really hard to see. But I felt like if they omitted it, that they probably don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like I was looking for churches where it like stated it. I think I knew inclusive, but I didn't know the word affirming. Mm -hmm. So I, I forgot what words I used, but eventually it got me to where I needed to go. But I did actually dig through and read through like our beliefs and things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's one of my learning lessons as a pastor is having to change from a welcoming church to affirming church mm. right it was, there's a was, lot of welcoming church right and so that was a huge <laughs> a huge shift of saying oh well we already were affirming but we hadn't used that word just so important that well as followers of jesus we are not ashamed of being followers of jesus are we right. 
And so, and I think that's important is, is that we share that good news of affirmation and inclusivity so that everyone knows how much they're loved. Uh, it's so funny because on like threads, I would read for, for things, people would be like, well, I'm not a Christian, but like y'all are not following the Jesus that I've read. You know, and I'm like, yeah, like it's so frustrating. I'm like, Jesus would not stand for this. Like it, it boggles my mind. It just, I was like, what? Like, are we reading the same New Testament? Like, mm-hmm. like Jesus would totally be for the LGBTQ plus community. Like, you know, like the corporations taking over everything. He, like he'd be against that. Like, what are we doing? Like he would be speaking out like against all those things that are happening right now. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's an important, and it's, again, it's important for us to speak out, uh, having Christ with us, but Christ working through us, right? Because we're all God's beloved children. Yeah? Yeah, that's the tough part, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, God loves all of us, like, even those who um, hate on others. God yeah. still loves. That's right. Yeah. All right, so I have a fun question to end this thing with. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. (laughs) So if you were on a deserted island by yourself without Wi-Fi capability, what what three things would you carry with you? Are these physical things or metaphorical things? It could be whatever. (laughs) If you could bring three things with you, what would they be? The, it's the way you said carry with oh, you. Yeah. I was like, wait, do you also? <laughs> and I'm so I'm so practical. I know I love water, <laughs> so I definitely would want like a water bottle or probably a water purification device. <laughs> That's super practical. <laughs> I guess I would want. I, well, I have three values. You know, you know when you're at those like trainings or whatever, they make mm-hmm. you like go through. They have a list of values, and you kind of like whittle it down to three. But one of mine is gratitude. Mm. So I would want to carry gratitude with me. If you're curious, the other ones are balance and equity. Um, and the third thing. So you got a water bottle. You've got the value. Yes. Um, gratitude. Just because I don't want to go crazy or something, you know, because I'm by myself. Uh, so yeah. I want to just, even though I'm by myself, like just be grateful for where I am and keep a sound mind. That's why I said gratitude. Yes. And I think the third thing would be practical too, like something. <laughs> so I can like make fire. I don't know, because I'd run out of matches. Uh, yeah. Or you could just have an endless, you could have endless supply of matches. Oh, is that allowed? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm like survival in. mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, it is uh, wonderful to be able to spend some time with you, Joy. It is a blessing to be with you and with your family, Peter, Wesley, and Nori, your mom, Sandy. Your brother, Justin, it brings me joy, and it's an honor just to be a pastor for your family. And we're so happy that Harmony exists and that you're here leading us. Well, thank you. You are an important part of the leadership, and so thank you for everything that all of you are doing. So I just want to say thank you to our listening audience. It is always a joy to be connecting with you. These are uh, phenomenal opportunities for us to be in conversation with uh, others about their faith journey. And so we look forward to connecting with you again uh, soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to Our Story, the podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Stevenson. This month's guest was Joy Min, 
And this episode was recorded and mixed by me, Donna Miller, with production support by Jace Lucas. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Our Story, the podcast, so you never miss a new episode. You're listening to the Harmony Podcast Network, sponsored in part by Hollywood United Methodist Church. Find us on Instagram at Harmony underscore TLC and on Facebook at Harmony TL. We'll see you next month for a conversation with Jace Lucas. Until then, as Pastor Mark likes to say, peace. Peace.